Sup, y'all, and welcome to Press On Sports. I'm Jack Vita. As promised, I have been teasing it for a while. I said, this podcast isn't only sports. Eventually, we'll get into some TV shows, some music, some other things of that nature. Today, we are finally going to break the mid-in, and we're going to work on something else here. Today, we're going to be talking about the TV show, The Middle, which just ended last week um, after a great nine-year run. Very popular show. Um, Great sitcom. A lot of people loved it. I definitely enjoyed it with my family. So today, I'm going to be talking with Alex Stahl, who I will bring in in a second, and we are going to, uh, he's also a big fan of the show. And we'll, we'll just talk about why we love this show, what made it so good, um, go back into its history, talk about the finale, um, basically cover all, every base of the show that we can. If you missed my last podcast, um, I previewed the Stanley Cup with Sam Quiet. If you are like me and underwhelmed with the NBA Finals matchup and now you want to get into the hockey Go and listen to that, and you can have somewhat of an educated uh, background on what's going on in hockey. And then coming later this week, tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a podcast with my sister. It's finally happening. We're going to talk reality TV. We're talking Bachelorette premiere, Survivor finale. Should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. Without much further ado... Alex Stahl is on the line. How are you doing, Alex? Good, Jack. How's it going? It's good. So, Alex is a friend of mine from Carthage. He actually went to Carthage before I did. Funny story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but I thought Alex would be great to have on the podcast. Been hoping to talk some college hoops with him um, next season. But for now, um, we got the middle to talk about. So, you're a big fan of the show, right, Alex? Big fan of the show for a long time, so hard to believe it's been a week now since the finale, and we have a whole nine seasons to look back on, and including a great episode last week. Are you experiencing withdrawals at all? Um, yeah, a little bit. I gave me a chance to reminisce and a little bit on kind of a second family for several years now. So, yeah. It might not feel all that real until we get into the fall, though, and we don't have that show to watch anymore. Definitely. That's for sure. So, Alex, first of all, what character from the middle do you relate with the most? So, Sue Hack's always been my favorite, but I would (laughs) have to say Axel. Yeah. Um, The character is about a few years younger than me, so I can kind of relate to looking back on uh, he and I both being the oldest child in the family and kind of going through everything for the first time. Um, him going to school and studying business, just like I did, <laughs> and then getting out of school and having to uh, work in sales as well, and just trying to figure out how to get through um, classes and jobs and relationships and family and younger siblings. So definitely Axel is somebody I have been able to relate to pretty well. Yeah, I was going to say Axel for myself as well, probably in some different uh, reasons, though. For me, as you as you know, Alex, I'm on a pretty like similar parallel life course as Axel. We're about the same age. Yep. Yeah. So we graduate college at the same time, just experienced first year in the real world. I actually graduated uh-huh. high school a year before him, but 
we'll get into it. I, I I think we can we can do some stuff on some of our favorite life lessons from the show later on this podcast. Yeah. And but Alex, how'd you how'd you first start watching the middle? Yeah, so my uh, my mom and my sister introduced me to the show. I think I remember uh, one year for Christmas. It was the season one DVD that um, we started watching, and that was when I was first introduced to it. And I don't think I ever ever even watched it on TV the first few years. Um, pretty busy in college at that time, um, but the last several years I've kind of started watching uh, just about every week on my own, and just having the ability to watch a great sitcom and also talk to my mom, my sister about it as well. Um, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. Similar story for me. I didn't really, um, I don't think I've seen as much of it as you have. So you're going to be the expert here today. All right. (laughs) But so that it started what around 2009, I think. Yep. 2008, 2009. Yeah. 2009. 2009. So yeah. So that I was, um, I remember I started seeing it more when I was maybe like a senior in high school. So that would have been about three, three years after that. And then I, I didn't really start watching it until I did a gap year um, before I started college. So I was living with my family. So back when it was on Wednesday nights, we would watch mm-hmm. Survivor and then we watched the middle right after. And man, it was, it was great. When, do you know when they moved it to Tuesdays? I think it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's more recent. Yeah. So let's talk about it. I guess the best place to begin. Do you know anything about how the show was created? I know you went back and watched the pilot recently. Mm-hmm. Something about the show I did find out was interesting. So it's based in Orson, Indiana. Yeah. Which we all know. Fictional town. But according to Wikipedia, it's actually the town is based on the town of Jasper, Indiana. Home of the Indiana Baseball Hall of Fame, oh. and former St. Louis Cardinal Scott Rowland. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I actually, you know what, Alex? Let's talk about let's talk about the finale um, okay. first, and then we can look back on the show as we wrap it up. So, pretty good finale. Yes. Yeah. A lot of surprises. Yeah, but I, I think we all knew where the the whole Sue and. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Donahue. Sean, yeah, yeah, Sean Donahue, yeah. We knew like we knew where that teased yeah. us with that all season long. <laughs> did you like the tease or did you get tired of it? Um, I got tired of it. Yeah. Um, me too. they kind of it didn't take long for them to convince us that it needed to happen, and then they kept bringing it up over and over again. And um, I wish they would have got to it sooner rather than right at the end here. But it was definitely satisfying when it finally happened. Yeah, it was it was a feel good moment. But as much as I love the show, I I'm not a big fan of when shows tease you with the will they or won't they date um, and they carry it on. Like, I mean, if it's going on for maybe like a few weeks. All right. But I mean, it, it went on for the entire last season. However, that I mean, that wasn't my favorite part. That doesn't ruin the show for me or anything like that. And it was the main storyline of the season in many yeah. ways. It was yeah. tune in this week to see if this actually ends and <laughs> it's finished and it didn't happen until this week. So I guess that was probably the big one. And then there was a really great touching moment when they all left the house. That was like, that just felt like genuine reactions from the actors being like, this is it. 
when they're outside the house and all the neighbors yeah are there yeah, that everyone's was good. there to say goodbye and to greet them and lots of good surprises there that, yeah i enjoyed that as well and then we got i guess i'm trying to think where else uh so the big plot of it is that axel is moving out to colorado Finally, he's got a big-time job. <laughs> I love that. It was true Axel fashion that he thinks that June is the fifth month of the year. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just like... He, oh. He's arguing about it, too, and trying to share <laughs> his logic around why he's right and his dad is wrong. Yeah, and that's like his dad, just so deadpan with that role. (laughs) He was great. The first time I saw him was in Mean Girls. Oh, really? Yeah. Was he in there? Yeah, he's the dad. In a long time. Yeah. (laughs) So next time you see Mean Girls, if you Uh ever watch it again, you'll you'll be like, oh, Mr. Heck. Oh, man. I do love (laughs) this actual storyline, though. So you go back two weeks ago is when it started. And this one is really relatable to me because I actually experienced a similar thing two weeks ago, uh, two years ago. So it was two episodes ago when Axel, um, he tells his dad that he got a job interview in Denver. And similar thing happened to me when I had an interview for a job in Washington, D.C. And told my dad, but did not tell my mom because... I was not going to let the, let her be worried about me moving away for a job. And I just thought it was hilarious here where <laughs> Axel uh, thinks that he could just drive to Colorado, be gone <laughs> for three days, and somehow his, not, his mom's not going to find out that he's away. And he's going to tell her that he's just at the gym all the time, sneaking <laughs> out at night. And he's not going to find out about it, so... I loved how that storyline started out and kind of kicked <laughs> off the end of this the series. Did you have any a similar strategy to Axel's in any way? Would you have said, oh, I'm at the grocery store or anything like that? I don't know why you can't just say you're taking a trip with some <laughs> friends and going on a vacation or something, but yeah. you didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah, and... So that, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So the whole family goes to move him out and Brick doesn't want to (laughs) go. Brick has seen a chance for him to get what he wants and maybe get some attention now in his own room. Because this entire show is about Brick not even being seen by his family or his parents at all. So (laughs) (laughs) Brick isn't thinking about Axel in this moment. (laughs) <laughs> and it ends up being a very um deep moment that builds up to it when they're talking in the car mm-hmm. and he says something along the lines of everything i've ever owned has been something of yours and right. i i don't know how to live without your stuff right which i guess a lot of younger siblings can relate to that yeah um, i don't know what that's like so i'm the oldest but i'm guessing <laughs> that's pretty relatable yeah um me and my brother never really shared uh, much clothing or actually really a whole lot of stuff because I think maybe we were a little too competitive for that. That, okay. that. that wouldn't have worked very well. But I definitely know that that's a big time thing. Sure. That goes on in families, hand-me-downs. 
And I do love how this kicks off yet another memorable scene in a car, yeah. in a family car. So yeah, that was great how it ended up there. I knew it had to end with them driving in the car. Mm-hmm. I could tell that that's where we were going to go. But the little epilogue was a lot of fun. We found out at the end what each of the kids ended up doing with their lives. Oh, yes. Yeah. It, that was great. They they continued the tease with Sean and Sue. Yeah, they were like, um, oh. Broke up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> they eventually broke up. Actually, and then they got back together and they broke up again. And my mom was like, <gasps> like she was actually <laughs> stunned by that, but they fooled her. And they finally got together and got married and whole family's there and the hex finally became Donahue. Oh, that was such a great ending. I wasn't ready for right. that. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And did you notice Brick? Uh, he was wearing a wedding ring. Ooh. Yeah. Was it so with... we didn't see Cindy. Yeah. We didn't see her at all in this episode. Huh. But I guess we could assume. Yeah. And then we saw that Axel was with Lexi and they were expecting uh-huh. another son, I think it was. So I was confused by that, though, because you think it was a fourth or they go back in time to the wedding scene after they already showed the three kids that were probably like at least 10 years old. So I wonder if that was a fourth or that was just one of those three. My guess is probably back in time because... Uh I Sue doesn't seem like someone. I know that they're maybe breaking up and getting back together, but right. they seem like one of those couples that would get married at like 24, 25. Yeah. Don't you think? I would think so. Yeah. So but you never know with the show and them breaking up, so they certainly seemed younger, so this is that was my guess. This is why I'm glad we're doing this podcast. <laughs> talk about these hypothetical breaking down things about what may or may not have happened with fictional characters after the show well, I'm glad they gave it yeah exactly it's important you know and these people become your family to figure out exactly what's going to happen to them now we don't get to see them on tv every week yeah exactly that that was it what else from the but, finale did, did i miss anything there um yeah a couple things so i think Back to what we were just talking about, I do like that they showed us all three kids in the future. I think a lot of shows, I guess sitcoms do this, but most shows seem to just end. Yeah. And they leave it open to what's going to happen. But the flash forward, I really appreciate to give us something that we can say, you know what, you know, the kids are going to work out and going to be okay. And even with Frankie and Mike, kind of shows that they're still just content with their lives, even though the whole show is kind of their struggle with yeah. living with what they have. And they just show that nothing really changes, but they're okay with that. They're still happy. It looked like, uh, I remember there's a, I believe there's an episode with Sue where she's in college and she's just confused about a lot of stuff with college. Right. And she's talking with her dad and he says like, I, I want to, like allow you kids to live a better life than I could. Yep. Yeah, and it seemed like that in terms of obviously we're not measuring happiness by wealth or but uh-huh. it, it seemed that they were all able to live an easier life than what the hex had to live as parents. Yes, and if anyone 
anyone turns out to be more successful, it might be Brick, as he's out there as an author selling all his books. Yeah. So he might be the one that actually turns out to be more wealthy than the way he grew up, um, which is, I guess, is fitting because he is a smart one in the family. So he puts that to good use. But they all turn out, out to still have good lives despite, despite um, struggles and growing up that we all experience. Absolutely. Um, anything else from the finale? Was there another thing you were going to bring up? Yeah, one thing that I appreciate. So this was another kind of a hidden thing that I saw. So Frankie, before she gets in the car, she is holding a book that's called uh, The Ladies of White Christmas, which I really like. That's another family favorite of ours. We watch oh. that movie, White Christmas, every year. Um, as far as I can see, it's not a real book. But it's a book here on the show, and that's what she was holding. And I don't know if she eventually got to read it in the car, but that's what she had before she got in the car. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's interesting if they made a fake book for a TV show. I think so. I couldn't find it. Yeah. Quick look on Amazon, and it wasn't there. So Would you have bought it? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Was that um, one of their traditions, watching White Christmas at Christmas time? One of their traditions? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Not that I remember. I remember there's the one Christmas where Axel wants to go to the bonfire um, mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> His friends are just having a bonfire on Christmas Eve. And Frankie is trying to like make them all watch something. So uh-huh. I, I was trying to remember what that was. Oh, good question. Yeah. It might be. A lot of families have sort of tradition so that would seem like something that would happen and Axel's off doing something else so it's a good question (laughs) I don't know yeah um for me one of our Christmas specials is the show tv show Arthur um Arthur's Perfect Christmas yeah oh I've never seen that that's one of my favorite shows as a kid (laughs) maybe we'll do a podcast on that someday yeah All right, so you want to move into like why we love this show? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, why why do you love the show? Um, I think a couple things. One, it's definitely my favorite sitcom since The Office. I really haven't watched anything else since then, and I like it for a couple reasons. One's just relatable. It's a show where, like we've already talked about, how much we relate to the characters and the storyline. And just a middle-class Midwest family um, that it's all about the family. And it's a show that I can watch on my own but still relate, still uh, uh, talk to it about, to my family about it um, as well. And so I think all those things are just really great about this that you don't see anywhere else. How big is your hometown? It's not very big, is it? Uh, my hometown... About it's a suburb of Milwaukee, but it's about thirty thousand yeah. people in itself. Okay, it's, it's but is it relatable to Orson? Because where I live is not, but no, I mean, it's I, not. Yeah, the Midwest stuff definitely, and but yeah, no, I agree with in terms of relatability. Was it? Sorry, did I cut you off? Nope, nope. Okay, yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, with the relatability, just Middle America middle of the country like you said middle class they're so relatable and that's one of the things i loved about like 90s sitcoms i 
I'm going to guess that you like 90s sitcoms. I probably would. I haven't watched oh. much lately. You, know, but you never I, watched I would Full House? Back. Full House? No, yeah. I haven't. Oh, okay. All right. Well, nevertheless, I mean, this felt like... This felt like it had elements to a 90s sitcom of like, this is something that I think is going to be on Nick at Night in maybe in a couple of years, but it's going to stick around and it's going to be something that if I like in 10 years, I'll, I'll be watching on Nick at Night and hopefully, um, cause I don't think I'm going to have kids in 10 years, but hopefully whenever I have kids, I'll be able to watch it on Nick at Night with my kids. Right. That would be great just to see a show live on yeah. longer than you know, these last nine years. Yeah, it's been on Lifetime. I'm pretty sure it's aired on Freeform, which used to be yep. ABC Family. That can get confusing. But, yeah, I mean, there are so many, like, uh, with those 90 sitcoms, like Full House, they used to always have, like, some little, like, sappy life lesson that the characters would have. And the middle did a good job of that. And But I loved how, like, it wasn't, like they weren't giving it to you in a like really cheesy way. Like it was just like, whoa, wow, that they really hit me with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's exactly right. So, you know, these shows are relatable. And this also, this is one show where almost every week at the end of the show, I find myself kind of tearing up a little bit because it's a moment where it's a life lesson. Two characters come together and like Sue would say, they have their moment. <laughs> and, I'm not afraid to admit that I find myself crying in that moment a lot of times because I'm like, yeah, like that's great. That makes sense. And I can appreciate what I'm learning from this show, um, which is pretty great. We saw a lot of that in the finale too. Yeah, absolutely. Let's touch on this for a second. Alex, it's, it's not a secret that you and I are both Christians and we may approach things from a different perspective than other people do. Um, not not everyone who listens to podcast. Um, I mean, I I'm not taking surveys on what people's faiths are. Listening to the podcast, they don't show me in the analytics. But it seemed like this show was pretty popular with a lot of people who may be in the church, come from some kind of a church background. I mean, they go to church on the show. Um, do you care to weigh in on that? Yeah, definitely. I agree with what you're saying about people who watch the show. Um, I will say that this is um, not the perfect Christian family. No. But they definitely are not afraid about talking about how um, they believe in God and they go to church. And, you know, we hear Sue talk a lot about that. And I love how kind of those themes are in this show and they're they're not shying away from their faith. Um I guess some of the, the biggest themes that I saw from a Christian perspective are um, probably three things, morals, yep. the idea of family, and also the idea of community, Yeah, and how they have a sense of right and wrong, and even when the characters mess up, they do the wrong thing, they know what's right, and they, they try to kind of get better and come to the end of the episode, and there's a, a life lesson there. Um, even when the kids might be away, um, especially in later episodes with Axel and, and Sue being off in college, we still see that family is so important to them. They're coming back and they're supporting each other, even when they may not want to. And then fi- finally, family and also community. 
um, just seeing how even when they might not get along with neighbors and other people that are part of the show, um, they're still kind of stepping in and helping each other out and realizing that that's kind of what it takes, um, being able to rely on each other in that way as well. And so it's really cool to see kind of those things come up every single episode for the most part. Yeah, I agree. And Reverend Tim Tom, he was a great character. Yes. There at the end, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at the wedding. Yeah, I was waiting for him to show up, and it was that was a great... Um, I loved his little songs that he would sing. Um, yep. And they definitely, like, I mean, it wasn't like this was a show that they were forcing anyone into what church is like or anything like that. It was more just a side note. But I think it was very relatable to a lot of people in that regard because I think a lot, regardless of church or politics or whatever, I think there's a lot of shows right now where there's a lot of just political commentary or maybe it's like catered towards a certain demographic that regular people just don't really relate with and this show was really like just really worked for the average people the average family yeah that's definitely that's definitely true this show really doesn't try to bring up politics and try to um, push it on the show they just kind of look at as a regular family that is not thinking about politics every day they're they're focused on each other they're focused on trying to get by with whatever they're going through, whatever financial difficulties they have, whatever um, relationship problems they have. Um, They're not looking outside of just their own family, their own small town. And that's what I really liked about it. I agree. I think just in the the sphere of comedy, there's been a lot of stuff lately that's emerged as very political. And I think if you're able to like, it's all, I think a lot of it has just be gotten really redundant. So mm-hmm. whenever people are original and they don't need to bring up, um, politics or even in this case, they don't have to get, um, foul or raunchy. This was just yeah. a very wholesome show and it was all the comedy was just clever and original. And I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, let's, uh, so Alex, um, any life moments or life life lessons, I guess, moments from the show that really stuck out to you, stick up, stick out to you now? Maybe one or two of them that you want to share? Yeah, I guess a lot of what we see, um, and I think for me too, just being able to relate to moments where it's time to say goodbye. And so we see that a lot, um, not only in this finale, but also in other episodes where especially Axel and Sue are growing up. And there was one episode I really like where um, Sue had to share that she was spending the summer, I think working at Dollywood. And so um, she, it was like her first summer away from her family while she was in college. And Mike had to accept the fact that she was going to be gone and that she's growing up and she made this decision on her own. Um, and then actually you fast forward to another episode later that school year for Sue where she comes back to Mike again and still realizes that even though she might be growing up and away for a summer, she missed out on filling out her financial aid form. And it was a really touching moment where Mike kind of let her know she messed up and he tried to save the day as, a, as her dad, but 
in the end, he didn't tell her this, but he sold his business. Oh yeah. So that she could, um, return to college that semester. And so like the life lesson there was that these kids are growing up just like we all do. And we make our own decisions. Um, but sometimes we, we still mess up and we still need other people to step in and be our siblings, be our parents and help us out. Um, and so another thing, like even last, last season, we saw the finale, which was interesting when Axel went off to, um, spend the summer in Europe, he kind of was really adamant about going. And unlike when he went to Denver just now, Frankie didn't want him to go. It was prior last year. It was Frankie wanting him to go to Europe and experience, um, gain away and having that summer adventure or Mike was telling him not to go. Um, but in the reality, he was just having a hard time again, seeing his, his son grow up and kind of move on and, and uh, make his own life without his parents. So it's kind of a life lesson that we see, especially the last few seasons of the show of growing up and um, becoming an adult, but still being part of the family. Yeah, good stuff there. So do you want to hear my uh, relatable life lessons? There were a couple that really, I felt like God was like speaking to me through the show in these moments. Yeah, let's hear them. Okay, so they both um, go back to that, um, like, my freshman year of college, which was Axel's. And I, this is where I relate with Axel. Like I was somewhat of an underachiever in school to say the least, I guess school is just hard for me in a lot of ways and going away to college and getting in the flow of things. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. I just thought, Hey, like I gotta go off to school. Let's just like my first semester, I was just focused on making friends and trying to get situated. I wasn't thinking about class as much. And if you remember that episode, that season where Axel came home for Thanksgiving and his great, he wasn't doing very well in his classes and he's talking to his dad and he says like, there's a scene where they're playing football and then they start talking and he's like, I, I'm not doing well. I'm not accomplishing much. And he just says, well, what do you, what do you want me to tell you? And he's like, you're, you're my dad. You're supposed to give me a lesson. You're supposed to tell me what I need to do. Like every point up to now, you've told me what to do. And he's like, well, I can't tell you what to do anymore. Cause now you're an adult and you gotta, it's up to you. Like you can write whatever story you want to write in college, but it's on you. It's not on me. Do you remember that? I do. I remember that very well. Yeah, anything else in there that he said that I, I was trying to make sure I got it right. I just want to make sure I said that correctly. Um, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I definitely remember when that happened. Um, I know I really relate to Axel in that way, too. Just sometimes I'm underachieving in school, not giving my full effort, not sure exactly how motivated I am to to take this class to, to finish and get good grades, but... Um, it's kind of that reminder that your parents are supporting you, but they're not doing the work for you. So yeah, it's a really good life lesson there. Yeah, absolutely. So I remember that one really spoke volumes to me and I was like, man, like I cannot, like, I really got to do this myself and I got to, I got to change and I was able to, and it really like that, that really affected me. And I, I hope that if I ever get to meet 
Patricia Heaton. Someday, maybe she'll come on the podcast that I could tell her that story. I mean, there's a life lesson for everyone on the show. And the other one is similar. So this was when Axel came home for Christmas that year, which I mentioned this episode earlier, where he doesn't want to spend time with his family much. I think this may have continued on the spring break one. Um, actually, no, I think this was definitely the Christmas one where they do the cats in the cradle. Oh, sure. Yeah. They talk about the song cats in the cradle and Axel only wants to spend time with his friends. He's not spending time with his family. And I was like that when I first came home from college. And it's just funny because I've seen this, I've seen this with some of my friends. I've seen it with some kids who are younger than me right away. It's just always like, I got to see my friends all the time. And then over the years, some of those friendships start to fade, but family is the one that remains the entire time. That's so true. Yeah. And so it really encouraged me to make the most of the time that I have with my family and with my parents. Any other life lessons? (laughs) Uh, Those are really the two that come to mind. I mean, I I did enjoy, there was a really sweet one this, on this season where Frankie taking care of her mom and she says, it's my privilege. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah, that was that was really sweet and nice. Oh, those are the ones that jump out to me, I guess. But let's, Alex, let's talk about now. Let's talk about relatable, funny things. Okay. Th- first one off the top of my head is there's a time where Sue is all scared and she's staying in her apartment by herself, and her dad comes and visits her and spends the night with her. And he's like, yeah, you've been writing in that group text all the time. And he's like, by the way, can you take me out of that? Those are really annoying. (laughs) Yes, that was so great. (laughs) My dad is like that with the group text (laughs) to a certain degree. (laughs) So one of my funniest episodes, I think, was the Thanksgiving episode a few seasons ago when they go out. To a buffet. Yeah, the Chinese is the Chinese buffet with Devin Levin. I think it's, yes. Yeah. So that's when we first meet Devin Levin. So she's there with Axel, and uh, Sue Sue brings uh, Darren, who she was dating yeah. at that time, and then uh, Brick brings uh, um, Cindy at, when they first started dating, and it was like their first official like we're gonna spend Thanksgiving together, and so she meets his the parents and. Um, Axel doesn't want to be there with Devin because um, his mom set him up with her, even though they're very <laughs> similar and great together. Oh, and they have yeah. a great time. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Darren's there and he just doesn't know how to relate. And <laughs> it's really dumb. And Sue's just telling me, you gotta be better. You gotta be better. And he ruins the whole thing by <laughs> telling the people there, uh, the waiter that it's it's Mike's birthday, which is bad move. And before that, he takes the last piece of chicken, which is or turkey, exactly what uh, Mike wanted for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it's just hilarious the dynamic of all three kids being there and having their their dates, and and nobody's getting along, and it's just this awful Thanksgiving experience, which which is hilarious. Have you had any family <laughs> encounters like that? With significant others, siblings? Uh, No, not that I can think of. That was pretty crazy. (laughs) How about you? 
No, no, no. <laughs> I've never brought a girl home to meet my family. <laughs> it, my neither has my brother either. <laughs> uh. So my sister is the only one who's had a serious relationship, and she's the youngest. I hope you don't have an experience like that. <laughs> but we did when he he came over for dinner one time, and it felt like the typical sitcom where the family's acting uh, all embarrassing and silly and right. he's just there like what is <laughs> going on <laughs> and what is he supposed to say and he doesn't know them and <laughs> but we, we 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 like him he's a good guy that's good <laughs> he had fun with it i think any oh I, here's one i got we could go back and forth for a little bit on some of these funny moments okay what do you yeah one of my favorite moments in the history of the show is when Axel and Sean and Darren started up Bosco. Yes. That was so great. <laughs> they start up a business where they're going to break up with guys' girlfriends for them. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I could make that a real business, but I feel like there aren't enough people dating these days. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Another one. So last season... There was an episode, I think it was called The Partay, because that's what Brick called it. So Brick, right before Axel graduated from college, he finally convinced Axel to take him to college to experience a college party, which was in their, um, what were they in, a, like a camper or something? Yeah, yeah. The, then, the, the, the um, oh, what'd they call it? Oh, the Winnebago. They call it the yes. Winnebago. Yeah. Yep. So that's where they were living. And so Axel... So he invited Brick up, and they have a, a party there. Brick calls it Partey, and he's all excited about having this party and having all of Axel's friends there. And so they're partying. Brick's telling stories. He's like the life of the party as like a <laughs> 14, 15-year-old. And then he puts on like Perry Como music, and he's <laughs> dancing, and everyone else is dancing too, and just having a great time. And Axel has no idea what's going on <laughs> and they end up like there like all night because Brooks just wants to keep going and because this is like <laughs> a big deal for him to actually be at a party and have Axel's friends there so I just thought that was hilarious yeah I, I don't think I saw that one but I I feel like I heard him saying pre prior in the season like I, you gotta take me to one of your parties Right, and it's like no way. <laughs> I like the one um, on this season where him and uh, his roommate. Do you remember his roommate's name? Oh, was it Hutch or was it the Hutch, other one? Hutch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Hutch. Hutch was uh, basically like he goes to visit him, and this was relatable to me because I have not found a consistent job yet. Um, Part of that is I've been having some health issues, so I've been living at home with my parents my sure. first year as a freshman in life in the real world. But he goes and he visits his friend, and all of a sudden his friend is all just grown <laughs> up, and he's got money, and he lives in this nice apartment and does stuff with other with his neighbors, and he I think he even talks about like. We, dude, we like we gotta go to bed. I'm tired. Like, <laughs> right. you gotta get to bed, and it's just funny to to see that because I relate with Axel in that part of having friends and being like, "Whoa, you're like more of a grown up than I am," but at the same time, still experiencing like, "Oh, now I gotta get start getting to bed earlier and stuff like that." 
myself. But the thing, yeah, the really funny thing about that was when they play the game where they come up with, uh, they pretend to be someone else. Do you remember that? I think so. What happened? So Axel's telling people that he's like an Olympic diver, but he didn't actually go to the Olympics. (laughs) They just like, I can't even remember how they come up with what their story is supposed to be. And then uh, Hutch is Beyonce's cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was that was fun. That was entertaining. I feel like I know people who do stuff like that. I remember Hutch kept his apartment really clean, and of course Axel would come in and try to um, <laughs> put glasses on the coffee table. Like, no, use the coaster, man. Keep this place <laughs> clean. And Axel has no concept of what that is and what happened to him after he got his own place after college. Yeah, definitely. It was so good. You got any more? Um, I think that's it. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's something. Oh, yeah, we were going to talk. His first roommate. Wasn't that the guy who was like always on his computer? Kenny. Isn't that really relatable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's relatable. <laughs> Tells me my first roommate. <laughs> we never talked, but he was always on his computer. Yeah, my one of my roommates was kind of like he was much more interesting character, and we were more friends with each other. But he was like the kind of guy that if he was in the room, he was either gaming or mm-hmm. studying. <laughs> so he was tough to talk to unless it was All like right before bed. Back of his head <laughs> the entire time. It's yeah. funny that it's just so funny. Even after that, how they stayed roommates. So Axel and Hutch and Kenny are all roommates. Yeah. You see Axel and Hutch talking to each other, and Kenny's just there. And I think you see his face maybe two times total, and he maybe says one word in like the four or five seasons he's in. And then it's it's Kenny and Axel that go to Europe to travel over the summer. And it was actually during this season, if you remember this, that Kenny got married. And so no, I don't think I saw he, that. Yeah, somehow he met somebody, and then the uh, Hutch and Axel end up going to his wedding. So it's just so funny how we hardly see him, and then he ends up being the first of the three of them to <laughs> get married. And <laughs> I feel like there's got to be a joke in there that he met his spouse online. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you went back and watched the pilot recently. I did. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, a- so anything the, that relate connected to the finale? Several things. Because now you've seen the beginning and the end. Yeah, several things. So I went back and watched the pilot. Um, and any fan of the finale will, will watch and kind of see things that are familiar. And a lot of those familiar things are um, throughout the show, but especially back in the very first episode in season one, uh, nine years ago. Which just shows how consistent the show has been that even though characters have gotten older, a lot has happened, but a lot of these same jokes and same themes have continued and were brought back to in this finale, which I really appreciated. And so I noticed even the very beginning, um, so the next morning after Axel tells his parents that he took the job in, in Denver, um, you see him that morning in his boxers. And so if you remember the first if you ever 
remember the first two seasons, Axel's always just wearing boxers <laughs> yeah. and around the house, which is, which is hilarious. And, and you see that again, this very finale, he's in the kitchen in the morning and that's what he's wearing. And oh yeah. 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 And, and then are his kids are wearing the boxers at too, the very right? End. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're just like him. <laughs> in the, in the that's very so first good. pilot, uh, there's a scene when we first meet Rick where Frankie makes him breakfast. Of course, breakfast means putting something in the microwave. And so it's a <laughs> pancake that comes out of the microwave that she gives to Rick before he goes to school and still frozen. But she tells him just yeah. to lick it longer so it'll last. And <laughs> in this finale, she does the same thing almost for Axel when she makes him breakfast and she lets him choose. You want waffles or eggs and he chooses eggs and making him breakfast again is just putting the microwave and there you go <laughs> my mom does that sometimes with eggs yeah it's easy so have you have you ever done that with eggs yeah um i don't think so it works for some people i guess yeah like some things <laughs> yeah, are that was... easy enough to make not in the microwave but that's uh that's her cooking so we see that a lot with that's a lot with that and fast food on the table for this family. Yeah, definitely. So that yeah, that, I love it when they tie stuff back to their origins. That's always a lot of fun. Yep. And then at the very end, so of course, like you mentioned, you know, you you were right about the the car ride at the end. It's exactly how it finished, and we've seen yeah. so many classic moments with this show and this family in the car and taking that road trip, uh, which is always great. And in the, the pilot episode, um, what happens is Frankie, so at that time she was selling cars, and that, so that was her job. She wasn't very good. She had not sold a car in her first month, and she was going to be fired until she sold a car, and she was so close to selling one. And what ends up happening is that she drives this lady who tries to relate to her about being a mother who is struggling with like keeping up with everything. And they're in the middle of nowhere out in the cornfield. And what happens is that she, Frankie gets out of the car to check the car for something. And the lady that's test driving the car drives away with it. <laughs> and so Frankie is stuck in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and she was wearing a superhero costume <laughs> Because she was supposed to wear that to brick school that day, which was actually the wrong day to be dressing up. <laughs> so she's in the middle of nowhere in a superhero costume, and she's using a, a cell phone to try to get reception. And it's one of those like late 2000s flip phone. Yeah. And she can't get reception out in the middle of nowhere, um, which is interesting because here in the finale, we see all these, all, all three of them on their phones. And Mike is complaining about them using up their minutes and their data. Yeah. And so we see again, <laughs> cell phones being a, a main plot point and kind of a sad thing too. And Axel says um, that you can just take him off the plan. And they're like, no, you're still part of this family. Yeah. that That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that with the, with the phone because I, I had to, I was thinking, there had to be some kind of a tie back with that 
because that was or that was the last thing they said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, near the end. And they all walked off together. Yep. And it yep. was like it was a curtain call, basically. Right. Then they show, they flash forward, um, and then then they get back in the car and and drive off. And so the exact same shot of them in the car driving off almost into the sunset. It's exactly how the very first pilot episode ends because the whole family gets there to pick her up when she's stranded and they get in the car and they drive up and it's the exact same shot. Wow. I don't know how I missed that, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm kicking myself for not doing this, Alex. I really, the next time I watch this, I'm going to take a note of how many times they reference the middle or anything in reference to being in the middle or being in a situation that is the middle because there was a lot of that going on with sitting in the middle seat. There was a lot. It was pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious how many that time, how many mentions there were there. I think it started out when obviously like brick trying to not sit in the middle. Yeah. And so that's why they all spent, that night in the car together because he was trying to save his seat and not sit in the middle. And then another sweet moment came when I think it was near the end when Sue made the point about how maybe it was in that moment where she said that me being the middle child is pretty great because she's got um, somebody on both sides of her to look up to and a younger brother as well, which was uh, pretty sweet as well. Yeah, I yeah, I remember that. I was though I was getting chills in that scene. That was so nice. Yeah. So here's a question I got for you, Alex. Do you think okay. they ended this show at the right time? Were would you have liked to see another season? Do you think they made the right decision to go out on top? Was this the fitting end for the show? Um, I think it was. Overall, I would have still liked to see another season. It's always hard when your show is still good and people are still watching it to end it. Uh, not many shows, especially these days, make it nine seasons. Yeah. Um, especially these days, if you have something good, you're going to be going with it. Um, but at the same time, these kids are almost already grown up. I mean, Axel and Sue are already adults. And so they've already kind of gone longer than most shows would. You don't even see many sitcoms like this with um, kids that are in college. Usually it's focused on their high school years and they even made it beyond that. And so I credit the show for still, in my opinion, being really strong, even these last two years and really not letting down at all. Um, But also deciding that it's, it's time to end. It's time to kind of close it out on top so as much as i would continue watching it and we'll miss it if it were still on and would continue watching it probably the right idea yeah i think i think it's always good to go out while you're still on top if you think about michael jordan's career could you imagine if his the last sequence we ever saw of him was hitting that shot in utah and that's it right it should have been yeah and like but instead People saw him in Washington and they're like, oh, maybe this guy isn't that great. 
And I feel like you could say the same thing for TV shows once they get past their peak. Uh, I'm, I, I don't want to bash any shows right now, but there are definitely shows that I have watched that I've either stopped watching or maybe I still watch it, but it's just not. I feel like it's jumped the shark in a lot of regards. And yep, definitely. Like, I, one of the great things about Seinfeld, which is, in my opinion, the greatest comedy show of all time. Are you a, are you a Seinfeld fan? No, never got into it. Okay. Well, one of the things with Seinfeld is they ended right at the very top. Okay. They didn't let it just keep going. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of things that made them stop. A lot of the characters didn't want to be... The, the actors didn't want to be stuck in typecast roles because of... Uh, there's a tradition with if you play a, an iconic character on a sitcom for your entire career, you're just known as that guy. Right. And some of like Jason Alexander, he's had, I mean, he's had a pretty good career, but everyone looks at him. They say George Costanza. Yep. So, I mean, I, what this means with the middle, I don't know. I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but I mean, there are a lot of contributing elements to why Seinfeld ended, but one of the big things was they they didn't want it to keep going and it wasn't like they knew like we've done everything we could to make this a great show and if we kept it going it would still be funny but we're not sure if it would still be great right i'll give you another example yeah um so my all-time favorite show is the office yeah and i stopped watching it after season seven yep once michael scott was no longer in the show it lost my interest yeah yeah they continue, but the storylines were not as strong. They kept bringing in new characters um, that were not as connected to us as the audience and to the other characters on the show. And I I stopped watching it because it lost my interest and it just wasn't as funny as it had been for the first seven seasons. So that's another example of a, of a show that didn't really go out on top, even though people still love the show. It wasn't quite the same after they lost their main character. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I Once you started saying you had an example, I, I could tell you were going there. And right. I saw I saw an episode from one of the last seasons last year, and I was like, my gosh, this is not the same show. It's just not the same. Yeah. And so I I could understand why people left that show at, at its peak. It was a great show, and so was the middle. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, what do you think the legacy the middle leaves? That's a good question. Um, I hope it's that TV can still produce shows that are relatable to people. You talk about '90s sitcoms and how great those shows were. And how we see this show that in the middle, that's been relatable. It's been a family that we have been able to watch for so long and has been funny and has still addressed issues, but in a lighthearted, uh, meaningful way. And so the idea that if you put in great characters that we develop and have personality to, along with great acting... Um, that people will enjoy and watch these type of shows going forward. Yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. I'm with you. I don't think we talked about this enough, but 
you know, you talk about these characters that we relate to and the cool thing about all, especially the hacks, all five of them and even everyone else in the show, everyone's so unique. Yeah. You know, everyone's, these characters are developed. They're all different and weird in many ways. They all have their quirks. Um, yeah, but it's really cool that they're all that way and and um, they all kind of play off each other really well. Yep, that was, I agree. I was reading, it was, did you read, have you read any of the comments of what people have written about the show? Any tweets or stuff on the Facebook page? I, I definitely read some. Yeah, I found a few articles that people did about the show since it ended. Yeah, and I, I saw a lot on Facebook where people were commenting and they're saying like I had a kid who just had a tough time socially growing up as a kid and had maybe had some difficulties with school and my kid really was very similar to Brick in how they relate just struggled with relating to people but then he watched the show and he saw Brick and like he was inspired by Brick and he related with Brick and I thought that was just so cool how many stories I was seeing or relating with sue in just being (laughs) kind of dorky but in a super endearing way and Mm -hmm. really awkward i guess is the best way to put it but yeah she fails all the time but she never gives up and super uh positive optimistic but always awkward doesn't really know how to react to other people but a really sweet way so and i feel like the other thing that was kind of cool was to see her end up with Sean, who's someone that um, he reminds me of John, our buddy, John Morton. <laughs> can you see that? I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> the him that when I see him next time. <laughs> um, but he, he's just a guy who's like got it all together. It's a great guy. Who's good looking and really smart. And Sue is someone that, like she's cute, but she doesn't have any confidence in herself and to see how people can fit with each other and you don't have to be perfect to find someone who appears perfect. Um, I, I don't know if I'm saying this the best way, but you know what I mean? Yeah. John and I play volleyball together on Wednesday nights. And like last night we were struggling at times and he was best player on the team, but he's still encouraging everybody else and Sean is the same way that even though uh sue is kind of always falling short and messing up he's just able to compliment her and support her so um kind of neat how that worked out yeah that's a that's a nice comparison there nice story (laughs) and you mentioned brick so atticus who is the actor that plays brick give a chance um he actually is a really strong Christian oh. believer. He's been pretty, I saw a video that was done about him online. He talked about his faith and how, um, even though he struggled a lot with some physical limitations, uh, brittle bone yeah. disease and, um, just being able to talk about his faith and be confident in, uh, what he believes and not being shy about sharing that with others. I thought it was really cool to see Absolutely. Um, his story. Yeah, that's a really nice recommendation. I'll have to check that out, and hopefully the listeners will too. I, I guess I, I think this is the best way we can end this podcast is 
just eulogizing some of these characters. So we talked about Sue. We talked about Brick. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about with Axel or Mike or Frankie? I feel like we, we haven't spent much time on Frankie, but she's she's the glue of the show. <laughs> um, the great dynamic with Frankie that we haven't talked about yet is her against uh, Nancy Donahue. Yes. The two moms on the show. There's actually a lady at work who reminds me of Nancy Donahue. She's uh, just kind of this woman who's always trying to, you know, whenever the office gets together, making sure everyone is happy, having a good time, has what they need, and just kind of that positive person around the office. And same thing for Nancy Donahue in this show. She is this perfect mother, perfect neighbor, and they have this perfect family. And Frankie just makes her mad, but she also wants to be just like her. And it's just such a funny dynamic that we see with Frankie. And and at the end, like Frankie cares about her family, but she's also lazy. And she knows that as much as she tries, it's it's not going to be enough. And she'd rather just be herself and settle for for what she has and it's always just every episode is just so funny with what she's going through and how mad she gets the time and, <laughs> and and how much she cares about everyone around her even though she doesn't always show it yeah she was awesome i really enjoyed that episode where axel asks her why do you go to church i thought that was really cool and yeah. how she just honest is like you know, I I don't really I'm not really sure at first she's she doesn't couldn't really think of why and then as she explored it she's like the community and the idea of feeling like there's something bigger and knowing that God has some kind of direction and plans for me and I thought that was really neat I liked in the so it was the Donahue vacation episode when they go down to uh they go down to Kentucky. So went to the, the cave, Mammoth Cave down there. And it was a Hex and the Donahue's at vacation together. And that was when Sean was going through his um, hippie phase, if you remember that. No, I don't think I saw that. <laughs> so before he kind of cleaned up his act and went back into medical school. And Sean's mother, Nancy, was really um, unhappy with him because he was like jumping out of school, just kind of doing whatever. And... Frankie had to talk to him and she, so she tells him that, Oh, I'm sorry. Your mom smothers you with like <laughs> being an overbearing parent, but I'm a cool mom. And you can just like do your thing. I'm cool with you. And then Nancy finds out what was said about her. And it's like, um, she's just totally chill with it. Even though she's kind of upset at her on the inside, out on the outside, she's like, Oh, Frankie, like, thank you so much for talking to my son. And, um, and that was actually right after she pushed Frankie into the pool at the hotel. And so there was a little bit of that revenge that came out of her, even though she wouldn't admit to it. So There's also the episode where they do the escape room, where they're competing. They want to get a better time than the Donahue's. Oh, yes. That's right. That was fun. That was fun, too. It was it was fun seeing them do stuff with the Donahues when they did Christmas <laughs> together. If you have you ever done a holiday with a family that you're really close with that you're not related to? 
Um, and I'm not talking like Fourth of July. I'm talking like Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, New Year's. Not those two, but we've New done Year's. growing up. We would always do New Year's. I remember a lot of times it'd be like our whole family, another whole family getting together for New Year's. Um, so those are always fun. But I don't think we've ever done Christmas or Thanksgiving together. How about you? Not Thanksgiving, but definitely Christmas stuff and New Year's stuff. I'd definitely get together sure. around that time of year. And we've had family friends over on Christmas Day. Okay. That's always fun. I mean, we they, yeah. we don't do it very often, but we've done it before. And it's fun for the kids, too, because not them just with their parents or them just with their siblings. So yeah. good to get some other kids in the house, too, and some friends. Yeah, exactly. So that was a lot of fun. And then tying it back to they finally became the Donahues. Any yep. any thoughts you want to offer on Mike or Axel? And then we can uh, wrap this up. Sure. I guess we, we did get a lot of Axel, though. Yeah, for Mike, I I don't think I always realized this, but the more of like going back and watching episodes, I realized how much I appreciate Mike and his character. Because he is not always the like obvious funny one or the most outgoing emotional person, but it's good to have that common sense that he brings to the family. Um, and then just his almost dad-like dorkiness at times too, of like him always wearing the same thing, doing the same thing, <laughs> being in his routine, not wanting to go out and do something fun with the rest of the family. He's just content with going to work, supporting his family, watching TV, not talking <laughs> to anyone. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we talk about life advice earlier and he's usually the one that's able to give that advice to his kids or calm Frankie down when she's having a bad day. And so I really just appreciate his, um, character and just how again how relatable that is to a lot of dads who are that way yeah you care about their family even though they don't always um say it necessarily there's also that episode where david keckner aka champ kind from anchorman whammy that guy you know what i'm talking about okay no i don't remember that one you you you've seen anchorman right yeah, I have. Yeah, that guy, David Keckner, is, I believe, a neighbor in one episode. And Frankie is like, we really like got to get him out of the house and he needs to make some new friends. And so like she sets him up to hang out with him and it <laughs> just doesn't work out because she's so weird. It's the same thing that happens with there's an early season where she sets up a play date for Brick and brick and the kid get along but the kid is just freaked out by frankie david techner he's uh todd packer from the office right was he was he on the office yeah i haven't seen enough of the office he made a few guest appearances so yeah did you just look it up i just looked it up yeah it's spelled- I saw his face i remembered yeah whammy and then but yeah i think mike one of the things with him was he seems like he doesn't care a lot of the time, which I think a lot of dads could be because they may not be the most extroverted or outwardly emotional. And then he surprises you with how much he cares, which I, I really, I really like. Definitely. 
as you mentioned, the other part um, where he's kind of like the straight man in the room with his humor, deadpan, but he sets it up so well for the other characters to be outrageous and his reactions to them being outrageous is pretty funny too. Yep. Speaking of dads, so Frankie's dad, do you remember that character? It's been a few seasons, so maybe not. It's played by um, Jerry Van Dyke. That's his name. Really? Yes. So he just passed away recently, but he was in the first few seasons of the show. Yeah. Um, and he had one episode where his brother, Nick Van Dyke, was on the show. Yeah. Playing his brother on the show. At, and uh, it was hilarious because he had to come over and and visit. And so they have both of them at the the house for a day. And it's just that sibling rivalry that we see <laughs> with these two 80-year-old men that don't really like each other. And um, Frankie's dad is, I think his name is Tag in the show, and he's just sitting there because he's physically not able to get up and and move around but his brother comes in jerry van dyke or i'm sorry uh dick van dyke and he's just kind of showing off like all these things that make his brother jealous for so many years (laughs) and so we see like in this instance that the older siblings are not getting along and and bickering where the heck kids are the ones that are kind of oh yeah acting like the parents in this case so i think i do remember that now yeah that was an amazing episode yeah yeah (laughs) that that was fun a lot of fun all right well we should probably be wrapping up about now because of time alex is there any do you i don't know if you're ever going to get a chance to do a podcast on the middle so any other thoughts you want to throw out there before we wrap up um oh one more thing so this was uh go for it yeah so one more thing that i wrote down here i don't think we touched on this so another funny thing for brick of course is trademark whispering yes the first few seasons (laughs) all the time he was whispering to himself and how does the show end the very end of the finale him whispering the middle at the very end himself and that's how it ends how did yeah how did we miss that i don't know i (laughs) Miss that. Well, Alex, this has been one heck of a podcast. Oh, man, this is great. Thanks for having me on. Did you see what I did there? One heck of a podcast. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Definitely looking forward to having you on. Maybe we'll talk some baseball or something else this summer, but definitely college basketball in the fall. Those sound great. Lastly... Is there anything that you want to promote or plug on here? A Twitter account, um, handle, Instagram account, anything like that? Sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Alex M. Stahl. That's S-T-O-L-L. And that's about it. So feel free to follow <laughs> me there. The O L L. Yes, sir. The O, I think trip that trips people up, yeah, doesn't it? It's very confusing. Yeah. You went like four years of people calling you stole and college and you just never corrected them, right? I don't, and that's still the joke around here in Milwaukee. <laughs> so people uh 
people get mad at you and they uh, realize that I tell them the wrong name and they say I'm wrong, but who really knows, I guess. <laughs> well, it's funny. I feel like you could change the pronunciation of your name if you wanted to. Like, I was thinking about this with Brett Favre. I was wondering if mm. someone in his family just, it was like Favre at some point, and they're just like, ah, screw it, it's just Favre. I could. But it's funny to tell people they're wrong, so. Yeah. I just go with that <laughs> and let people say whatever they want. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on. I hope to talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Jack. So that's a wrap on today's podcast. Alex Stahl joined me. Lots of fun talk in the middle. I'm looking forward to talking reality TV later this week. I should be recording that one tomorrow night. Tonight is Thursday night, so hopefully get this up sometime on Friday. Worst case scenario, Saturday. But lots of fun talk in the middle. That's a show that I really enjoyed. And I hope people enjoyed listening to a non-sports podcast today. I know I had a lot of fun recording it, but we will get back to sports now that the NBA Finals are underway. It is halftime right now. I believe the Cavs and the Warriors are tied at halftime. I think the Cavs are going to have to win tonight in order to sustain interest from the general public in the Finals, as we all know what has happened over the last few years. However... Though you are now listening to this in the future, and you know what the outcome is. Anyway, I will hopefully be talking NBA sometime with Jordan Morandini at some point during the finals. I'm sure that even if it's a blowout, that we'll find stuff to talk about. If not, we'll just shift gears. We'll go straight to baseball. Also, coming up this month, we have the NBA draft um, and a lot of other stuff. So I'm looking forward to doing a lot of things on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. If you want to tweet me your thoughts, you can tweet at me at V-E-L-L-V-I-T-A-7. Velvita7 is my Twitter handle. I'm very active on there. So tell me what you thought of this podcast. Always love hearing the reviews and the feedback. You can subscribe to Press On Sports on iTunes, and you'll never miss an episode. You'll always know when there's a new episode out. And... Yeah, other than that, I think uh, that's it for today. So thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Bring in the dancing lobsters.